0: Hello, hello, my friends. It's Isabella Lombick here, the World Messenger, and I'm welcoming you for another epic episode of the Legacy Leader Show. Today, I have a very special guest that is coming from Arizona uh, that I absolutely, first time when I saw his image and photo, could not um, shake off how similarly he looks like when Dyer. And his work is almost very similar, actually, that I was like, my goodness, is this Wayne Dyer or what? Uh, He is award-winning author of the book Notes to Younger Me, which we cannot wait to depict. He's also award-winner, a writer, obviously teacher, and social media influencer. But interesting thing about this particular guest, he teaches words of classic wisdom, new thought, and a growth mindset, guys. Without further ado, I am welcoming Gary Hensel. Gary, welcome.
1: It was nice to talk to you today.
0: Fantastic. Great, great having you. Thank you for finding time uh, to see me and actually spend um, time um, on the show as well as obviously for listeners that we're going to hear this in the podcast fashion um, to hear it. Um, But could you please share just a little bit about your upbringing did you grow up in arizona or did you recently move? and uh what parts of the united states you were part of originally
1: i um grew up in the chicagoland area and i was there for about 50 years so very much a midwestern you know uh boy some people say they can even still hear the chicago in my you know and when i talk um Uh And, uh, and I've been in Arizona now, you know, for, for quite a while and I love it. I love the sunshine every day. That's the most important thing.
0: Wow, we, we share passion on a couple of things here. I love sunshine and I'm in Colorado and we have more sunshine than, than Hawaii does every year. So I, I can I can definitely dispute that. Uh, but Chi City, uh, Chi Boy, I love Chicago personally. And it's so fortunate to see how much that city is going through a lot of changes. And not necessarily all of them are very positive right now. And it's, and it's been... Um, a lot of shifts on so many levels, social, economically, politically, religiously, a lot of turmoil. Do you mind if you just kind of share your perspective? What do you experience in recent years before that prompts you to move to Arizona besides Sunshine? Did you see any change and shifts that I'm referencing here?
1: Well, certainly Chicago, um, one of my graduate degrees is in history. and. Throughout history, it's been that type of city where it's, you know, uh, tremendous growth and, and uh, people are really, uh, you know, hardworking. But there's also always been turmoil and things like that. You know, historically, the city has led in, in labor movements and things like the, what we now call a Labor Day came out of a, a riot, the Haymarket Riot and the Pullman Strike um, and so it, I don't think it's really changed a lot. We it, certainly we have so much more exposure now in social media, uh, mm-hmm. where we see these types of things. Um, you know, of course, in the late 60s, it was infamous for uh, the riots uh, involving Vietnam and, and civil rights and things like that. And so it, it's always changing and growing. And I, I love I love the Midwest. I love Chicago land. The only thing is Uh, there's too much gray skies I got to the point where I need sunshine all the time and and so Arizona provides that for me I kind of call it God's country and Colorado obviously uh, Colorado (laughs) also is uh, very much that you know I got it I got to view mountains and beautiful scenery and nature and lots of sunshine and now now um the Phoenix I I'm in the extreme uh I don't really live in Phoenix, but that's the closest major city, and it's the fastest growing city in the United States. So, and there's a lot of Midwest and Chicago influence down here.
0: That is fantastic. And and thank you for reflecting back. Uh, You're right. Social media can very often portray and and emphasize certain things. uh, But in reality might be, as you mentioned, something that is happening and being part of the culture or or historically uh, part of the state. Um, But I'm curious now when you mentioned the fastest Korean city, Arizona and Sunshine and everything. I also find that the Arizona has an like, amazing blend of nature and, and, and very desolate uh, types of like cactuses and environment, yet insanely beautiful scenery. Um, and um, do you mind sharing, are you partaking in any of the uh, spiritual journeys there? Because I heard uh, from so many that say, Isabella yeah, there's such a strong spiritual um, um, magnet there in a way. What are your thoughts on that?
1: uh, Yeah, certainly uh, the Sedona area is known to have some energy vortexes, but the whole state is is beautiful. And uh, I I live in the foothills. So um, mine is, you know, very hilly and a lot of nature. We're surrounded by uh, an Indian reservation and federal park and state park all the way around uh, where I live. And uh, within one mile, I can walk into... Uh, the Federal Park, which is the Tonto National Forest. I go go a mile another way and walk into the Indian Reservation. You know, we have uh, wild horses. Um, All we see them on a regular basis. They come right into our little town. We have, uh, even in my yard, I get javelinas and and, uh, all kinds of things, you know, on a daily basis. So there's a lot of nature. And when I chose the house, it was all about the view. That was the number I have to have a view and from all the windows Um, Mm -hmm. and I'm now I'm spoiled. You know, I couldn't live in a a place that didn't have that. And that's very, uh, and I, and I, every day I've always been a big nature walker and I look to nature to recharge and to reconnect. Um, And I ground every day. And like in Arizona, you know, you can go barefoot every day of the year, you know, Mm -hmm. Uh, and so I have a little grass area, and I go out there, and I'll meditate, I'll read, I'll write, uh, do a little Tai Chi, uh, all barefoot, so we're connecting with the earth, and that's, you know, besides the sunshine, that's another thing, like in the Midwest, you can't go barefoot, you know, (laughs) about six months of the year there, you know.
0: That is so true. And, and if you don't mind for listeners and people that are watching explain a little bit about grounding, I'm very familiar with the concept. And I find it to be fascinating and more and more people coming on board with that. But it's for a lot of people it's still taboo, but that is just something that actually we naturally have accessible to us, but we're not really understanding or fully understanding the value of it, uh, specifically during the current times.
1: Yes, I, uh, as I continued to grow spiritually, um, I started uh, adapting the quantum physics of understanding energy and how we exchange energy with each other and the earth, and it really is the secret to the entire universe, the vibrations, the frequency, uh, and as humans, we're we're just scratching the surface in this area of technology and medicine and, and all those things, and so as you start embracing that, you understand that we are we are of nature, we are mm-hmm. part of nature, and um, we wear you know especially the last hundred years or so we wear a lot of rubber and plastic on our feets, uh, which is, does not conduct energy. You know we know that and. Uh, so too often, we're not connecting with that, the pure energy of nature. And I, I believe it, I've seen it, like I can go and, and sit for a half hour uh, barefoot to the earth and you start feeling better, you know? And if you do that on a regular basis, um, and, it, and it's the same with the sunshine, getting lots of sun, that natural, that natural energy you know, as well as obviously vitamin D and, and things like that. Those two things, uh, and then of course, getting out in nature, walking, um, you know, and uh, I think it makes your meditation stronger, uh, mm-hmm. things like that, you know, with that. So, so the idea of grounding is, is to get your bare feet to the ground. It, it can be grass, dirt, um, even things like concrete will work because it's still a natural uh, you know, but obviously nothing that's carpeting or plastic or rubber or synthetic. And that, the more you do that, I think the better you're going to feel. I, I, I've experienced it,
0: and that is great. Share um, scientifically, it's being proven, and for everybody also that are not familiar, it's a documentary out there that it's literally called the grounding. Um, and I'm seeing very interesting healing transformation but also uh, as you said, connection to the nature because also help us to disconnect and demagnetize from technology and everything else we're doing uh, that we're not even realizing sitting in front of computers using technology, uh, constantly being in the front of the screen, right? Uh, So has a tremendous benefits, even though some people are more uh, seeking that spiritual path, even if you're not, I feel like everybody can benefit from it.
1: Yeah, and uh, research is being done on grounding, on sun exposure, on being around water. Um, Mm -hmm. There's some very uh, good scientific papers uh, proving that this has benefits to your health. So some people say it like they wanna be at the beach. Um, sometimes I sit beside a river and write and read and things like that. So all and of course, those are the, the natural elements of life. So they make sense. And, and when you live in a climate anywhere in the world uh, where you're maybe stuck in the house six, eight, nine months of year and and you're not getting that grounding, you're not getting the sun, you're not out in nature. Um, And then, you know, we have like what we call SAD, uh, Seasonal Affective Disorder. And so it's more than just the lack of vitamin D. I think it's a combination of a whole bunch of things. And you mentioned the toxicity of all the technology. Even right now, we're using technology. I know you probably are. I'm on wireless. Uh, You know, we got our cell phones and we have all this stuff. Um, yes. And so we're, we're carrying that energy. And so think of it that way. Think of it as like detoxing to get out and ground You're, you're you know, you're sending energy to the earth and you're bringing good energy back up. So it's a, it's a, con, a conduit thing.
0: Very, very true. And, and, and with the current events, uh, as everybody's seeking alternatives, right, how they can uh, contribute or how can they uh, do a little things to tweak just to feel better, right? Or support other people. Uh, I find that um, the wisdom of of knowing what, what worked for us in the past, as well as learning right now, definitely helped with the, obviously the growth and change in the mindset. So since you are also an expert in classic wisdom and the new thought as well as the growth mindset, do you mind sharing um, some of the golden nuggets that you also found that are very, very important, either through your book notes of uh, uh, to my younger self or, or younger me, uh, or through some experiences with through your clients and through your work, because everybody's kind of trying to get a silver bullet, right? But what is fundamentally important for us to be able to obtain on our own?
1: Well, and certainly in studying just human nature, but great thinkers throughout time in all different nationalities and cultures. We're finding people thousands of years ago were saying uh, significantly profound things that can really have a a, a good effect, a positive effect on us right now. Um, And we we do continue to develop uh, technology from a science base, but the ultimate secret is going to be when we understand the power we have within us, and for instance, like healing, you know how powerful we are. That will be the greatest leap in technology. Um, and so we we look at the great thinkers, and they had some some great wisdom. You know, uh, the American Indian, the Native Americans. Uh, I have several different tribes around here. Actually, a famous area where some significant, famous uh, figures uh, in in. American history work were, were right here within miles of my house. Uh, and we, at that time, you go back 250 years, 200 years, uh, 150 years, we thought of them as savages. And mm-hmm. now we can look back at much of the wisdom that they believed in and they taught, the, the relationship they had with nature is much healthier than, than mm-hmm. ours is. And the relationship they had with each other. and uh, and, and so again, we can look back in history and learn so much, um, and it's so, uh, you know, relevant to us, but the core, like we talked about, uh, and it has to do with that energy, I believe that we are, uh, we are actually um, empty space. It's just, you know, when we're uh, vibrating, we create, you um, but something we can see, something we can touch. and We're learning more. You know, I, I've talked about like, about every five years, they prove another one of Einstein's theories. So he was talking about this stuff 100 years ago, you know, and they, it took him that long to be able to prove. Um, and it's all it's all about energy, frequency, vibration. And then as humans, um, when we're vibrating at a little bit lower level than what's natural or healthy for us, and that's when we bring the negativity in our lives. You know, I really believe in the like attracts like, uh, and yeah. science is proving that more and more every day. Um, and so, if we're if we're down, we're surrounding ourselves with people that are negative, that are pessimistic, that that complain a lot, that um, you know, we we attract that, and that gets within inside of us, and, and we're actually lowering our frequency. And of course, obviously, the, the reverse of that is that when we're vibrating at a high level, think of when you're just really feeling good, you're in the flow, you're viewing life as beautiful, uh, you're, you're productive, you're, uh, you're helping and giving to other people, you're, you're vibrating at a higher frequency. So one thing that we can do, a simple thing, besides connecting with nature, which is important, is surround ourselves with people that are vibrating at a really high level.
0: Mm, That that is is so powerful.
1: Huge, it's huge. And we don't realize that. So sometimes you have to sit back and go, who are the five most significant people in my life? Who are the 10 most significant? And think about them. Sometimes they're family members, friends, uh, somebody, coworker, a boss, all kinds of things. But if you have one of these people in your sphere, sometimes you can move them completely out of your life. But if it's like family and stuff, you may not be able to, but you can limit your exposure. And when you are exposed to them, you, you go in and, and understand that I'm going to repel some of this stuff. I'm not going to get down into that, you know, arguing about politics or whatever it is, you know, and you start, uh, the, the more you surround yourself with positive people, you're going to find your life change because they're vibrating, you're picking up that energy, you're vibrating at a higher level, and and now things are happening for you.
0: Wow, and it's a lot there that you just shared, and it's so powerful because, Uh, it is a mindset right and it's a a shift that everybody needs to take in consideration if they're already happy and fulfilled and where they want it to be fantastic but very rarely very few people can say that it's a work in progress so we need to adjust and 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 focus on that but i also love that you mentioned native american culture and principles and 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 beauty i always been fascinated by it and I remember as a little kid crying when we well, would we'll be watching cowboy and, and Indians fighting and always felt like, why they're killing them? You know, what's going on? And then you, sometimes you can't obviously change the history, but um, I'm fascinated to learn what types of tribes are part of the area that you are at. And when you also said wild um, horses, are we talking about Mustangs? What, what are we talking about?
1: Uh, well, yeah, the wild horses are fascinating. I'll send you some pictures. As a matter of fact, just uh, this morning I posted on Twitter, a picture of a, a wild pony
0: uh, wow.
1: that was in the area. So Little baby. That is, <laughs> yeah, that's a real energizing to, uh When I first moved here, um, and I was trying to find a, a place to read and write, because I had been living on the Colorado River um, in northern Arizona, and I was right on the river every day. Um, and uh, so I missed that. So I found a river here not too far. Uh, and it's on the Tonto National Forest. And uh, it was the middle of summer, so it was very hot, and so I started driving. I spent the whole day looking for places to, to, you know, a perfect place to read and write and meditate. Mm -hmm. And I stopped about 20 times along this river, and every time I stopped, there was wild horses. They were in the water. Because it was so hot out, they were all, and so that day I probably saw at least 50 wild horses. And I had just moved to the area. So, wow, it was fascinating and energizing, you know. Um, and, uh, and, you know, so that, that type of uh, beauty in your life. And then you start you start noticing the simple things, you know, uh, the nature that comes in. You know, uh, I have hummingbirds in my yard every day, you know, just the beauty of those, of those simple things and what they mean to you. Now, in my area... The, the the most significant tribe was the Apache, and there are several famous um, chiefs in American history that were in fact and and right here just a few miles from my house was Fort McDowell, which was one of the army's uh, original outposts in trying to you know New Mexico Arizona Nevada Southern California uh, as as as. Uh, as the Caucasians, the white men were moving across the country and settling, you know? Um, and so obviously that's where this original um, Indian reservation that's in this area uh, was originally generated. And, and there's a lot of them in Arizona, a lot of different tribes and different reservations mm-hmm. and, and things like that. Uh, so that's fascinating. I love being close to history too.
0: That is fantastic. Me too, obviously being European and being my favorite subject in addition to geography, but being part of the culture that has so much history coming to United States was a contrast, but then I loved it that the, the Native American history and everything else. So thank you for sharing because um, I was participating years ago at a little town gallop in uh, outside of Albuquerque, New Mexico, where they had traditional Native American dances. So I did see Apache among other other uh, tribes. And everybody keeps saying it's like similar, the same. I'm like, no, if you really wanted to know and depict, I mean, it just the colors, the, the outfits, the dancing that, that they performed were just so breathtaking. And uh, so fascinating, by, by, by far one of my most fascinating experiences I had in, in, in the US.
1: Good, and you live in a beautiful area as well. And I know right now, you're, are you still up in the mountains?
0: I am still up in the mountains and right now I'm actually with the view in the background of the of the comfort slash playroom space because um, my place right now, they're doing a lot of remodel remodeling and, and, and drilling and et cetera. Apparently pipe bursts, so Um, for all viewers and uh, listeners if you hear the noise and if you see people passing by this is the reason why I'm here because uh, again show goes on I wanted to create this phenomenal new content but in the same time you just adopt It's like what happens happens right but um, right now it's a gorgeous sunny day we had a couple days of storm and whiteout, out and now I'm just like taking all that in as you just said we don't have a hummingbirds at the moment but we do have so many uh beautiful opportunities to just enjoy uh, the nature and uh and con- connecting with the nature during the crazy times right yes, yes.
1: next uh, summer i'm good i think i'm gonna be about a month um up near you uh and some time in the mountains so just uh, i have uh, one of my daughters lives there and a new granddaughter. So uh, let's spend some time there.
0: Fantastic, definitely look- we'll, Yeah, we'll have to do Let's that. talk and look forward to uh, see you here because what we need to do obviously during the times when it's overwhelming and I say I'm t- dealing with a lot of professionals, right? That they're dealing with a lot of challenges and some of them have family and some of them have, their on their own and some of them feel isolated and overwhelmed and overworked and stressed out. And I always say the easiest, the cheapest, the the free thing that is out there, it's step out and fresh air and also the nature. So uh, with those teachings, obviously, um, do you mind now share some of the golden nuggets of the notes to younger self? What did you, what prompts you to write the book and what wisdom um, you acquired that you can really help and with this kind of a crisis mode for a lot of people, even though a lot of people think they're not in the crisis mode, they don't realize how stressed out and disconnected from the nature or their own and eternal well-being.
1: Absolutely. And that book was very uh, personal. It was it was to a younger me. Um, and the concept was to, you know, to, to be able to sit on a bench with a, a six-year-old me, a 10-year-old me, a 15-year-old me. Mm-hmm. Um, and like all of us, uh, different childhoods and and cultural and religious backgrounds and all types of things and uh, many of us uh, grow up and we're we're insecure we're we're anxious we're we're frightened of things you know and and so we, we we spend a lot of time in a survival mode trying to fit in and you know trying to achieve things and i'd love to be able to sit down with that younger me mm. and just you know and and give him a hug and so that's what i did um in the book and i I wrote it very personal, um, so there's parts of it that won't resonate with people. But I thought that's what I had to do to keep it uh, authentic. Um, for instance, like an example would be like um, it took me, you know, over 50 years to realize that I'm an introvert. I never thought of myself that way because um, I was always uh, playing sports and I got into, you know, the corporate world. I was in leadership positions. I, I I taught for 20 years in, in academia. So I was always around uh, people a lot um, and 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 get, get charged by it, especially when I was in the classroom. Um, but then, you know, as I look back, I realized that like, I would come out of the classroom and then I needed, you know, you um, needed some downtime, you know, like away from people. So I, I again, I, as you're younger, you see some of these things as like faults. Like, why do I, you know, why do I like to be alone a lot? You know, and, and you think of that in a negative term. Um, And it took me my whole life to realize like, you know, I could, I could, I could hug that child and say, you're an introvert. And that's a strength. You will use that throughout life to reflect and to grow, especially spiritually. And, and that's when you're reconnecting with nature. That's when you're reading a lot, which is a huge muse for me, reading. Uh, it gets my mind going. And, you know, then I piggyback on ideas of great thinkers and, and things like that. So there's a lot of examples of that. Uh, and, I, and I talk to myself about um, how powerful we are inside. And we're always looking externally for people's approval or for medicine to give us a pill or to be popular or to make a lot of money or whatever, all of those things you're trying to and, uh, and create security. Uh, one thing I talk about is that change is constant. It's the, it, it's the only thing that is. And we try to like, you know, get in the right job and save enough money and buy a house and have the perfect family and all those types of things, thinking that's gonna give us security. When in fact, what we need to do is embrace the constant change. And so when the the negative things happen in our lives, instead of going, why me? We start going, oh, the universe or God, whatever you're comfortable with, is, is nudging me. They want me to go into a new direction. And so it can be painful at times, divorces, bankruptcies, you know you've lost your house you've lost your business marriages um you know severe illnesses you've lost loved ones um and you get and obviously you're in that it's it's extremely painful i'm not trying but the beauty is when you can find the gift in that setback that heartbreak that loss whatever it is because we're all going to experience it throughout our lives when you can look for the gift what's the positive that can come out of this um, and it, it is there it's not always easy to find you know we're human and and we can we'll go back and forth um, so things like that basic simple messages uh, that I would love to share with that you know everything's going to be okay you know mm-hmm. uh, stay on stay on your track you are worthy there's there's a huge one we all struggle with and i i think i start the book with that that you are worthy you are loved because so many of us are afraid that we're not lovable you know and then we get in unhealthy toxic relationships because we're trying to find somebody that will love us and and we're you know uh we're not vibrating at a high level so what do we attract into our life somebody else that's not vibrating at a high positive level. And the two of us are feeding off each other. Um, and usually when things like divorces and stuff come, one person is growing apart from the other. And many times it's one person is is growing and the other one is not. Um, and so uh, again, all those simple messages, are very, very simple, just, just core ideas that, uh, you know, and always look within, look within for approval. Look within for growth. Look within for healing. All of those types of things.
0: Very, very powerful. Um, you will be surprised when you mentioned, uh, you know, that initially and in some of the thoughts in the book, were exclusively only for you. But that is so very relatable because I'm so I'm sure so many people discover that too. And we're different types of personalities in different stages of life, right? Some things pushes like when I was younger I was very introvert but then later I became in my teenage years due to issues and stuff that were going on extrovert I had to speak up for myself and I kind of drove over years on that but then I also realized how it's great to have an opportunity to switch and, and really account that from the different perspective so um, and, and recognizing that is okay we change but also what is underlining Uh, Trait and personality or desires so permission to grow and explore right and adjust accordingly
1: absolutely absolutely
0: so with 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 obviously with the book and work we've been doing you you mentioned you've been also teaching in the past um, but also you have been quite a bit of social media influencer. Do you mind telling, because it's very refreshing to see someone who is not in stuck mindset, who is seasoned, experienced, well-traveled and worked in large corporations and now working for himself and has his own life figured out what works the best, uh, but also leverages technology so well. So do you mind sharing Uh, how these threads help you with the mindset and of achieving not only your goals and objectives, but also as through those goals and objectives, obviously helping others to thrive.
1: And there's a, a great example that if I wouldn't have started writing and understood the importance of sharing that, I probably wouldn't be on social media at all. It's, it's really, it sounds funny, but it's really not my thing, you know. Uh-huh. I don't do selfies. I don't, you know, post every bit of my life, almost none of it.
0: <laughs> not your, I have a breakfast, lunch, and dinner. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. And, uh, exactly. And, uh, I have a theory. The more people post like that, the the more their life is probably not <laughs> what they're posting, you know. but
0: uh, Exactly.
1: And that's that. What we were talking about earlier—that you 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 got to get approval, and you got to show people you're happy and having fun and adventurous, and all these things. But I I understood because I I was a department chair for business management and marketing, and I taught mostly leadership, especially towards the end. But I understood marketing. I understood viral marketing, which has really come about in the last twenty years or so with social media and 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 the internet and things like that. And um, And I did some research and I found out that the the best site supposedly for authors is Twitter. So I'm on a lot of platforms, but that one is the most. And so I just started posting quotes from from famous great thinkers and some quotes from my own writings and and my books and things like that. And and, uh, quickly started getting this huge following. Um, And so it kind of became a life of its own where I spend a couple hours a day now just answering people, and you know, and I have uh, people from all over the world on a on an everyday basis. Australia, you know, South Africa, Brazil, Russia, um, India, you know, England, and it, it it's time consuming and it takes me away from my writing, but I I'm learning to understand the importance of it. Uh, And I'm touching people. And even when I'm having a bad day or life's beating me up, you know, then there'll be 10 people that day from all over the world. They're thanking me for helping them get through a tough time, you know, and that it's just like teaching when I, when you teach, um, you're not so much, you know, just throwing information at people, you're connecting with them and you're pulling out what's already inside of them, helping them. Um, and it's very energizing, you know, you, when you leave the classroom, like, you know, you're, you're on a high, you know, you're vibrating at that high level, because you felt the connection with so many people, you know, and, um, and so social media is somewhat like that you're, you're, you're feeling that you're, you're doing something positive and helping people. So that's the the feedback, the love, the energy I get back from all the time that, that I that I put into it you know? um, So it's, again, I wasn't something I planned. It just, it very much grew organically. You know Um, I probably have over 130, 135,000 followers now on different platforms. And uh, I, I think when I started, I thought, Oh, I'll get a couple thousand followers and, you know, just kind of do my thing. Um, So um, it, again, it's, it's become as important as the writing.
0: Well, that is fantastic because when we resonate with the right group and right people, now they have access to you, but you also have opportunity to expand your reach um, and, and make a tremendous impact in their lives. Uh, and, and it's a, such a beautiful exchange of giving and learning because we always learn from others as well, right? Uh, so that's great. I kudo you because so many not, people will not even try to experiment with that.
1: Yeah, and not to miss this opportunity because Uh, Social media can get such a bad name and image, Um, and certainly there are, you know, I post some beautiful things. It could be like Gandhi or Martin Luther King or Mandela, and somebody will come on there and say something negative. You know, I never interact with that negative energy, Um, but I, I found these this huge group of people all over the world that are very positive, very optimistic. They're, they see uh, humankind as awakening. There is a lot. Um, so social media, just like anything else in life, can be used for good or bad. Uh, I don't associate with any of the, the negative on social media. Like I said, I won't interact with anybody that's. And I, I never, I never post politics. You know, that's not what I'm about. You know, um, and so there's all these beautiful people out there that are doing just wonderful things. And uh, to be exposed to that energizes you every day versus just watching the news and feeling how horrible the world is, you know?
0: But, but this, that is such a great uh, example, but also current events right now, everything is virtual anyway, and having already that platform and opportunity to connect with people from all over the world and get a fresh perspective and point of view and, and expand upon. I think it's a huge, uh, so kudos for doing that, because as they always say, whenever it's the will, that is the always the opportunity, right, to to show, and that's the way to show it. So. Uh, when we're willing to try new things or when we're willing to serve it's just a matter now how we're serving it's so many different avenues to be classroom as a teacher's bottle as educators or former educators but but it's in our blood right you, you always educate you always educate but you always learn as well so i, I think that is the mindset that i found tremendously important right now because it's so much needed to adjust isn't it uh, with the current current limitations, and if we just focus what we're limited, and then negative aspects, so we will miss on all of these great opportunities and what's available, right? Exactly.
1: Yeah, and I had started doing some like master classes uh, before the virus, and uh, one I put together with a, a, a Dr. Beth Frades, who teaches at Harvard Medical School, and her and I had a, a master class called Thrive. And it was a great balance of uh, she is into holistic medicine, um, and uh, again the certainly the body aspect of that she's done some groundbreaking work, and uh, and so we you know we collaborated, and then the virus hit, and we had to stop doing that. And I'm very much I I I would love to be one on one, like I'm a hugger, you know, so uh, so I really connect with the audience, and and so obviously I miss that, but but you adapt. Just you know, and when it gets over, uh, I will probably continue working with her. Um, she's one of the groundbreaking people in lifestyle medicine, and um, and I'll do other things as well. Uh, again, trying to get out there and just connect because I'm am an introvert, but uh, I still need that energy, you know. Um, and, uh, and 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 we'll, look, you know, it'll come back. And you know, I think we talked before the virus. Um, fascinating in that I think you learn a lot about the people around you, you know. Uh, how many of them are full of fear versus, you know, the opposite. Like like you were talking about a few minutes ago, if you're full of fear, it's easy to get on, on social media and complain about politics or complain about somebody else's behavior. You're judging, you're looking without, you're becoming self-righteous you're lowering your your energy vibration you know but you can get on there and and start saying positive there's beautiful stories of people are doing and giving and helping and um you know so uh, again and and also spending time alone uh obviously uh being an introvert I love time alone I call it downtime like I you know I got to be doing myself so I can. I think. call
0: it daydreaming. <laughs> yeah.
1: But so many people are scared to spend some time with themselves. So if they just keep rushing, you know, as fast as they can and working and, and you know, making money and, and always be doing things, they, they never have to, to spend time with themselves. So maybe the virus has given us an opportunity as a whole to spend a little more alone and, and you know, do some reading, do some meditating um look for positive you know things in your life and certainly um going back to the 80s we started uh you know uh the beginning of both learning and working from home and it it had a long you know 20 30 year process as corporate america was trying to get used to it and and uh and and we've seen now now we've been that's kind of been accelerated right and we're learning that a lot of people don't necessarily need to go into the office, you know, 40, 50 hours a week, and then spend another 20 or another 10, 15, 20 hours a week commuting, you know, then maybe they can be productive. Uh, and so, you know, it's kind of accelerated a lot of things in our society from a business standpoint is accelerated changes that were already happened, how we shop and, and how we do things. Um, and, uh, And so certainly, you know, working from home is one of those things. We were were moving in that direction and now we just got a a big push. And I've heard from several um, corporate leaders that they weren't really comfortable with it. But now six, nine months later, they're realizing maybe I can reduce my office space that I'm renting and the utilities and all those types of things. And I'm getting more comfortable with that uh, tele telecommuting and telework and, and telemedicine. That's another example. We were moving in the area and now it just had a huge leap where people are talking to their doctors through Zoom uh, and they don't always have to go in. And, you know, you have to do the commute, you have to sit in the office, you know, it ends up being a two, three hour thing. Maybe you can do it in 15 minutes right from your home.
0: Yes, and and, and a lot of those changes actually are, some of them increasing engagement and increase in performance and some of them are obviously depending on the work ethics, the types of personalities to creating the decrease, but you're spot on. It definitely does shifts and change uh, uh, how we are thinking about not only current uh, work environment, but future work, as well of teaching, as well of writing and disseminating information, and also interacting. Um, If I look outside, I see people with sunglasses and masks. I don't see their eyes, I don't see their mouth. I actually feel more connected with you, even though you virtually can't touch you, but I see your eyes, I see your smile, and I feel more connected. So it's such a huge shift, right? That uh, student connectiveness comes in very different, ways as well as opportunities for us to collaborate and, and make things happen so you mentioned about the different things that are kind of being put on hold but what is left I feel like you did so many things in your lifespan what is left in your uh, bucket list that you really want to make sure you catch on and um yeah if you don't mind sharing that
1: I you know traveled a lot throughout the world and and uh... Again, had huge peaks and valleys in my life. Uh, I've, I'm basically on my fourth major career. Uh, I've got six grown adult children. I've got grandkids, you know, coming. And uh, so um, there's not a lot of like places I need to see or, or, or you know, goals I need to set. It's this continued spiritual growth. Just keep getting more in touch with the with the core self um, and it's, it's kind of fun you know I mean it's it's at a point where you don't I don't have to impress people anymore I don't care about what people think about me uh, you know when you're younger that's that's the things you're dealing with all the time uh, I don't have to you know fight to, to make enough money to prove my worth or something like that I'm uh, finally all the spoils of all the years of hard work and things I'm able to uh, to, to spend the majority of my time and energy enjoying the, the people in my life and the simple things in life and and just keep looking within and growing, you know? So I think it's, 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 it's some it'll sound boring, but it might be the most fascinating, the most uh, energetic growth years of my life as I can shut out a lot of that noise, you know?
0: And I'm sure with a lot of practice that you put on your spiritual growth and ex- wisdom and experience and life lessons, you arrived. And, and I can I can see wh- why is that. And I also find, and I keep always saying, some, so many beautiful things are actually the most profound, simple things. And the answer is always in simplicity. Uh, even Einstein said that. And we always think the solution is something different, that we need something more in order to either be happy or feel accomplished whatever might be the case and more we go on simple route, that is where all the beautiful things allow us to then blossom and expand and grow. But obviously you'll, you, you've you been doing a lot of things that touches not only influencing, teaching, learning but also leading. And I'm curious uh, with obviously being on the Legacy Leader Show, what do you envision uh, and, and, and what do you envision earlier in your life that you're now looking as like, Isabella, the, I would love to be known for this or I would like to, this to be my legacy because of X, Y, and Z.
1: Well, certainly uh, your writings, you hope that they can go on beyond you physically in this life. That would be fascinating for somebody, you know, 50, a hundred years in the future to be touched or energized by that. In other words, you keep teaching, even beyond the physical body. You know, mm-hmm. so I think that there's that's a good feeling. You know that that that's uh, that's a muse for me. You know that that uh, I you have to share. You know, you can do all this learning and growing. If y'all just keep it inside, then you're really not getting it. You know that it's about. Uh, sharing and touching with other people hopefully some people for instance my notebook. i've had a lot of people tell me they wrote it read it and then gave it to their children children that are going through like bullying at school or self-esteem issues or you know all the things you go through in junior high and high school and college and things like that you know so that's that's fascinating that maybe some people will have a little bit smoother ride because of a few simple things that, that I wrote, you know. Um, but the simple things, I talk about it in all my books. And I realized uh, when I started writing that when I was in the corporate world, I was always trying to simplify things because everything was so chaotic. So I was a workaholic and I you know, worked a lot of hours and, and uh, was you know, trying to control everything. so I would simplify it. So when I got into teaching, That became one of my strengths. You know, we all have different strengths and weaknesses and I always tried to simplify the material for the student. Um, And so then when I started writing, I realized that's what I had to do with my writing. And it is very simplistic and and that's on purpose, you know, so we could touch people at all different educational levels and different ages. Um, And life doesn't, you know, I think there's genius in simplicity. We try to come. Absolutely.
0: Absolutely, I can't agree more. And, and, and that's how we can relate to so many people. And that's what's all about. Why, why to use big words? Why to uh, try to press upon? Why constantly to compete? And all of the uh, noise that is irrelevant when, when, when you have opportunity to connect and, and, and reach out as many people you truly can, why not?
1: Absolutely. And you know, that gets it's a, a lesson for all of us in our lives. We don't need a lot of material things. We don't need our lives to be complicated. A lot of that we we create for ourselves, you know. When you start understanding that you are worthy, you are loved, uh, you start doing things that, that that feel good for you. You're not always trying to impress somebody else or make somebody else happy and you know, or or collecting material things. um, Mm -hmm. So you feel secure, you know, or, or, you know, all these layers of success that you must do in order to feel worthy, you know, so simplify, what are the things that are important to you? Who are the people that are important to you? Uh, And then you can start embracing change. You know, Mm -hmm. so many people feel like they're stuck. Well, I can't just change my life I can't just quit this job and you'd be surprised I was I've been through some huge huge t- changes and stuff you have a, what you're doing is you're giving up your power when you say I can't
0: and control yeah
1: you're, you're perceived you're,
0: control and perceived power actually
1: versus empowering yourself you know, that you can, you can move physically, you can change careers, you can, you can decide you don't need that much money to be happy, you don't need that many possessions. I, I believe that we buy possessions for how they make us feel.
0: Absolutely it's very theory. temporary nothing lasts and then we need another fix it's like addiction on 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 so many levels either we drink or either we buy products or pair of shoes I used to buy tons of shoes uh, it's the same thing it's addiction if, the, if it gets out of control and if it's just something that gives you very short-lived satisfaction because it's outside of ourselves it's not within right
1: so you need a lot less than you think.
0: Oh, absolutely. yes. You know?
1: And, and you don't, and you look within, look within people. always say, I don't know what I want to do with my life. Yes, you do. I always say, you know, it. it's in there. Many times you're scared of it or you you're just all the noise is, is, you know, keeping you, but you know, what really makes you happy, you know? What you, what you want to do with your life and how you want to spend your time and who you want to spend your time with. Those things you know deep inside.
0: Well, that's a very good point because a lot of speed and a lot of chasing and a lot of doing we are not allowed to be being. So a lot of specifically younger generation, they're graduating from high school and immediately trying to decide who they're going to be at university level, what degree or profession they should be seeking, they don't even know who they are. I feel like that where well, that's the huge gap and opportunity for self-discovery. So everything you were sharing, Gary, is definitely a phenomenal path for listeners and viewers to really step back and, and, and allow that self-discovery. For somebody who is in tune, it's easier, but, but a lot of people are, I found to be very lost because they don't have sense of self-identity. Um, because they, they want to be million different things, but they cannot be all those. And, and they're looking for wrong ways, for wrong answers, for wrong things for, for, to find it.
1: Yep, absolutely. Absolutely. Life can be simpler if you let
0: it. Yes. So in closing, what would you like to leave our audience with as a, as a remarks uh, for them to keep this a uh, forefront that obviously not only gain you tremendous success, uh, but also can help them to anchor themselves and, 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 and succeed with whatever battles they may be dealing with at the moment?
1: Uh, happiness is a choice. It's an inside job. You can have horrible things happening to you in your life externally, but you still get to decide every moment whether you want to be happy or not. And, um, and again, like we talked about, look within, don't look without for the happiness. And as it goes to leadership, to really be a good leader, an effective leader, a servant leader, you have to have your core self emotionally healthy. You know, usually when we have bad leadership traits, it's because we haven't done the inner work and we have jealousies and insecurities and you know that type of thing. So from the leadership aspect, again, look within, get yourself healthy, and the rest will take care of itself.
0: Brilliant. Thank you for listening to Legacy Leader Show. If you enjoyed the content and had a positive experience, then please leave us a positive rating. In addition, Leave us positive review whenever you are listening on whatever platform there might be. Make sure your friends and family also know about the benefit and value that we provide and what we have to offer. Cheers.